Well, howdy, Brevin. Howdy. You caught me off guard. You caught me so off guard, I wasn't ready to go. You didn't expect to see me around these parts? I didn't. It's no. me, Tyler. Oh, the hey. host of Red Dead Re- Reflection. That's, oh. that's weird to see you here. No, it's not. Because we're recording our podcast. Brevin is your name. Yes. And you are playing through Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. for the first time. So I've already played through it. We're in a new speaking. I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're in, we're in a new speaking setup. We kind of drained the room a little bit. And you were much closer to me than <laughs> Well, we were just talking about posture. And I'm, I'm trying to keep my back straight while also, like, staying on the mic. Mm-hmm. So it can, yeah. Yeah, you're taller than me. So you're kind of like, you're, you have an intimidating Am posture. Am I intimidating? You are intimidating. Right I'm now. sorry. I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm like Dutch when you say it in real life, remember? <laughs> I also, you know what? I don't know if it makes sense to, like, reintroduce the concept every episode because if you're listening to episode four, like, who... Yeah, who's who's diving into episode yeah. four? They don't know what we're going to be talking about. They don't know what we're talking about. Maybe they picked they picked last episode, they're like, yes, I love monogamy. Maybe like, people who me... can't read will be the ones that we have to say what the show's about. Oh, because they can still understand spoken word. Yeah. But, they... but we explained on the first episode. I, I'm actually surprised that Arthur Morgan is literate. Have you considered that? I feel like they're all smart enough in the game. Well, not all of them. That's definitely not true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't associate literacy with intelligence, though. I think it's just incidental it's just, whether yeah, or not you someone were has learned to read and write. I feel like Dutch would be the one that would know how to, and would be the one to teach. Yeah, he's sort of like a too. poet. Yeah, like, yeah. And he, he loves his, uh, I forget what the name of the author is, but you know how he quotes an author all the time? Mm-hmm. Do you actually know? I know, I remember that. Okay. I don't know who it was, but... Actually, I mean, we did talk about how Arthur was sort of raised by Dutch, so maybe maybe he taught him. I'm surprised it's not mentioned in-game. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Yeah, it's the it's the flashback mission of Arthur oh. in elementary school. <laughs> they they introduced the gameplay mechanic of reading. It's just, the whole game of bully is in here, and the bully <laughs> is Arthur Morgan. But Oh, okay, that's how it works. It's a prequel. <laughs> All right, so... What have you done since last time? What mission have you played to? So, the, the last mission I played was Pouring Forth Oil. Pouring part Forth four. Oil. Pouring Forth Oil. It's <laughs> weird to say. Pouring Forth Oil Part 4. All right. Don't say it anymore. <laughs> that is the mission that you played up to. We we have been talking, like, I'm I'm also looking at a mission list from this chapter. Still in Chapter 2. We're still in, I don't understand when this is going to end. Like, is the, is the game two chapters long? Uh, yeah, you're actually, this podcast <laughs> is going to have five episodes in it, Brevin. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know how valuable it is to say the mission name now that I think about it, because you're you going to play the mission. Sp- yeah. So I guess just like beat chapter two before you listen to this. Yeah. Is that fair? I guess so. Because then you're definitely far enough ahead that you wouldn't have anything spoiled for you. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair thing. But I don't want to say like next time beat chapter three, because you're only going to be like three missions into chapter three or something. I hope more than that. <laughs> This podcast's never going to end at this rate. You've had a steady cadence of like about six hours per week. Yep, and we, about completing about eight missions a week or seven. We need, I mean, we need more more out of you than that. Do we? Yeah. These episodes are going to be like three hours long. You're not that busy, are you? <laughs> well, even if they're three hours long, at least we're, we're not going to have like 70,000 episodes. <laughs> All right. You never end the So, you ones. have played up to pouring uh, forth oil. <laughs> You just want to say it more, don't you? What is that? What's the meaning of that mission? I don't know. I, I read that and I was like, that's pouring forth. Well, I mean, it makes sense in the context of the mission. What is the mission? It's the mission where you do the uh, first, like, well, the second train robbery, actually. But this involving, like, actual people. And you have to get an oil rig. Like, an oil thing pulled by horses. And you put on the train tracks. Oh, an, an oil, like... Uh, Tanker, I guess. Yeah. I forgot all about that. My gosh. Yes. We'll get to that, though. That's, that's, that's farther in this episode. We have other missions to talk about. 
So yeah, we don't want to just go backwards, that's weird. Ah, Grevin, how has your trek through the West been? Discover many new areas on the map? I did actually, um, hold on, we're jumping, we're still jumping ahead because- That's think, jumping ahead? Well, because there's a mission that specifically brings you to a new place. Okay. I have another. I have another topic. Don't All worry. Right, I'm, I'm a good co-host. Let's do it. We have listener mail, Brevin. Oh yes. One guy. His name is Jordan. Oh, could be a girl. I guess it could be. Jordan How's it spelled? That, that, that J O R D A N. Does that matter? D D A N. Yeah. No, I'm just getting out of this. Yeah. So Jordan just started playing, and they sent this lovely long email. Uh, thank you, Jordan. And they brought up the point of how, well, first of all, they are fairly confident that if you have had a weapon on your inventory and you drop it, it will show up on your horse later. So we, we were concerned about dropping like a gun that you owned and customized for a new gun mm -hmm. and whether or not that would lose your gun. But I'm pretty sure, and I think my experience reflects what, what his what he's saying. And that makes or sense. She's. That makes sense because if you lose like your hat, it reappears on your horse and whatnot. There's yeah, a lot of mechanics yeah. that reappear if you lose them. So yeah, uh, the other thing that they mention is it's really annoying. You probably haven't experienced this yet. How many guns do you have so far? I still have the starting guns. I've never even bought another gun. You don't have another gun? Just so that you I played have... for eighteen hours? No, I don't need another gun. Wow. I have not felt the need. Maybe the pistol is the only thing I'm starting to realize is starting to get a little. It's starting to take a couple shots to kill people unless I headshot them. Well, it always does. Okay, so it's then... not like the enemies get more health. Oh, okay, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, the what you're gonna appreciate about other pistols is the rate of fire i think that's, oh yeah that's true that's the in the point. accuracy problem or, or damage i mean you can you can get a revolver that would kill someone in like two shots to the body probably mm -hmm. anyway once you have a lot of guns in the game they're all on your horse on your weapon wheel so this is a big issue when you're and riding and you're trying to hunt a deer that's running away from you you have to hold down oh are you are you using pc controls no i'm not still oh my gosh okay well then fine hold down lb on your xbox yeah. controller and then you have to go to like let's say you want your varmint rifle you don't even have a varmint rifle it no i think i just have the first i have the first carbine unless i picked it up from an enemy i let me let me explain my plan is to beat this game with the OG horse and the OG guns. That's not why. Right. No, I'm just don't kidding. do that. I'm just kidding. I'm just not gonna experience any and one in one outfit the entire game. I am Arthur Morgan. I would be upset if you did that. I would go on your account and buy guns for. But you. I have a lot of money because I've bought anything. See, you don't want to do that. You want to spend. But let's talk about money. We didn't. We haven't. We well, haven't hold on. I didn't even finish my line. Of all right. All right. So all right. let's say you have like you know. Every single rifle in the game, that's mm -hmm. like nine or something. It's a lot. Yeah, there's a decent amount, if I remember correctly. Because you look through all the, in the, yeah, um, blacksmith, in the not blacksmith, gunsmith. You have to go to, first of all, not, hold down LB, use the analog stick to go to one of the rifle And then press the trigger. And then press left or right to go to your gun that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's all place i don't even know what the placement is it's it's like by like how how late game the gun is i guess it's probably based on where it appears in like the gunsmith yeah that's fine to take, i guess so if you want a gun that's like in like in the same direction away forward as it is backwards you have to press the thing like five times mm -hmm. every time you want to take that gun out and try to hunt deer yeah that sounds like that would be really tricky especially online like so, single player i think you get away with it a lot online more. i noticed um you can actually buy a weapon locker Oh, and keep like and guns store locked. weapons there. Which I don't know why they wouldn't just have that in, the in your camp main game. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Maybe I guess I don't know. 
if anyone knows more about it, maybe it is there and it's just like a, one of those weird hidden features that Rockstar doesn't telegraph anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, GTA 4 though, or GTA 5 still has the same issue where like if you had like every gun in the game, you have to swap through them. It's just less annoying because you don't have to go to your horse to do it, but you still have to do it on your person. That's more annoying because that's in the heat of battle. Well, it slows down the game, I think, enough for it to not be an issue. Because oh, single player? Yeah. Because I was saying I play, I've been playing multiplayer. Oh yeah, that would be annoying. But on multiplayer, I only have three guns. Mm -hmm. I have my Cattleman Revolver, the Carbine Repeater, and the Varmint Rifle. So I never really need to worry about swapping guns. Because that's actually the maximum... No, wait. I don't have a second pistol yet. But besides that, that's like the number of slots that you have anyway. So it's not an issue. Okay, you do get the four slots. I'm oh, wondering no. if you do get a slot. I have the bow. Have you been using the bow at all? I only use it to hunt. And um, I used it in like one mission that we talked about last, or maybe two episodes ago. Um because it kind of prompted you to use it, but I forget about it. It's so fun, man. Well, you know what? It's probably not as fun when you're not using a keyboard and mouse. Because I, yep, I would understand that. It's, yeah, you can, you can, I use it to fight people too, and it's like so satisfying, just like dome a guy. And I feel like right now, um, with the missions that I'm doing, there have been a lot of really action-packed missions whenever I'm getting in combat. Like, I had maybe one stealth mission, which we'll talk about. Um, but there's so many people, like, using a bow just doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I mean, I I do want to... Online, there's, like, all these instances where you need to go to a camp and kill the people there. And it oftentimes, they don't, they're don't they not in, uh, hostile towards you, like, right away. Oh, like, so it's, like, Far Cry around. style, where you, like, go and take over a base, kind of? It is, but every time I try to be stealthy, I just, like, fail miserably. Like, maybe I'll kill one guy, but, like, that's it. Like, they're not... The people don't seem to be placed so that you can com do a stealth run. Yep. As in, like, everyone's in each other's line of sight and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it seems like there's only so much you can do. But I do still enjoy it. And even in the heat of battle, it's still fun to use the bow. Well, yeah, it's going to be satisfying to, to nail one shots in the head. Yeah. The and bow. it's, like, so much more tense, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. You know, that's one thing that this game has really surprised me with. Um, I remember... Man, these comparisons of GTA Five just are constant. But... GTA V never really had a moment where I felt very tense and, like, I was genuinely worried about, like, what was happening to me. But I've had, like, I had a random event pop up um, this this time I was playing. And I had a, basically an ambush of O'Driscolls just came out of nowhere while I was riding around. And there was, like, seven of them. Yeah. And it was, like, it wasn't even, like, usually, like, in a mission you're getting a cutscene so you have, like, the build up to it. To like, oh, I'm going to have to fight these guys. But it was literally just immediate. I got into a fight when I'm just, I'm not expecting that. And I especially wasn't expecting it then because it never happened. But I was genu genuinely worried my horse is going to die. That's what I feel <laughs> like I'm more worried than anything is that my horse is going to get shot somehow. That's funny. I like that they've created this dynamic for you. It's it's crazy. Every time I get in a gunfight with horses, I'm like just stressing out so much about my horse dying. I sort of want your horse to die. So you I need a horse. No. Davy? Davy the horse? Davy the horse. He's not going to die. <laughs> So did you handle that encounter well? I've had it. I've been. I've been ambushed and just like died. Like I was just couldn't do it. I still have not died in the game yet. What? I've not encountered a moment when I died. That's crazy. I've gotten. Well, when we get to the mission, there was. I got very close to dying. Um, but it still hasn't happened. That that ambush I handled rel relatively well. I had full dead eye, and whenever I get in bad situations, that's when I use dead eye. Like especially on I horseback. forget. Yeah, because in online you have Deadeye too, but it doesn't slow the time, same. obviously. Yeah. So it's like, you can you, you can use it to be really effective, but like it's still, you're making split-second decisions, so if mm -hmm. someone mows you down. Yeah, I just go into bats mode for Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, highlight the body parts. It pretty much is that, huh? 
I yeah. love I love Dead Eye Mode. It's Dead so, I fun. I haven't talked about it, but I love the cinematic camera that happens every once in a while when you headshot somebody or like kill somebody in single oh, player, yeah, yeah. and it goes to their point of view, and like you just see their body go back. Oh, it's so satisfying. Yes. And then watching, like, I love how it goes back to Arthur's face, too. Like, going, like, Yeah, like he looks so mad all the time. I, I love want, it. I want to switch back to Arthur and have, have a big smile on his face. <laughs> be a serial killer, though. <laughs> um, so I do have, I think I have, um, oh, yeah, Maguire Gun of the Week is my uh, superlative thing. Oh, yeah. So that's backed by popular demand. <laughs> no one asked for this. But now that I know that you just have. Yeah, now that I'm still using your Gun of guns. the Week, the Calvin Revolver. It's more the carbine. I, I think I I really felt... Anytime I was using the revolver, it felt like I was forcing it to be used. You know, if you look at the carbine stats, it's really like... I think it might be the highest damage repeater that you can get. Mm-hmm. Or like close to it. Because it's it's not a bad gun at all. No, it, it if you has, hit them like upper chest or above, it one-shots them always. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really cool that the starting guns aren't even that bad. Like, you really don't need new guns i kind of feel like that's how it should be in games like the other guns should just specialize in like other things but the the starting gun should be like the average gun the best gun well yeah everything's generally speaking like it should just be more flavors of gameplay not like easier Mm -hmm. because if you if you make the game easier as you go along then it's less fun but you can make the argument i would assume that the semi-auto pistol is probably better in every way than the revolver uh Maybe yes. not accuracy. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'm excited to try it when I eventually get it. I mean, I think later on in the game when I got those cool guns, I would just, I mean, yeah, you, you essentially just use revolvers for, like, style because you're you're not, you know. But when, the volcanic pistol is cool. Volcanic pistol is very good. That, like, I, I feel like that's what I'm going to go to once I finally get it. It does so much damage. That's what I mean. That thing is, like. So a, that's the one. That, that's an elephant do gun. A, yeah, do a chest shot and kill him oh man that was in red dead one right yeah actually most of the guns were in red yeah dead one. there's I a lot of similar guns every gun i don't th- i can't think of another isn't that weird actually now that i think about it how how far in the future is red dead one 10 years or like nine i guess it makes sense i mean how, how much better did guns get from 1890 to 1901 or whatever i don't know that's not probably I exactly well it's... i mean they do have the semi-auto pistol the 1911 m1911 that's not in this game oh that is in red dead one yeah, that's the one that the agent gives you, remember? Oh, yeah. He's like, here, use It's like this. way it's, at the end of the game, right? It's so good. I love that gun. That's like, oh, that might be like my favorite gun in a video game. Mm-hmm. I, do, you, do you have a favorite gun? You can't drop something like that <laughs> on me. God. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of something like not not good. Like, I always I always go to the battle rifle in Halo. It's like one of my favorite guns in any battle game. Battle rifle. I think I'm a DMR guy, though, to be honest. I do love the DMR. DMR too. is very good. There's something about the three bursts, though, on the battle rifle that I just love. Mm. And it's so accurate. Halo 2 battle rifle. This isn't a Halo podcast. All right. Moment. So let's well, get back. All right, you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't they add any more guns in Red Dead Redemption 2? Isn't that weird? Did Red Dead 1 have a semi-auto shotgun? I don't know about... I think it did, actually. I'm, I'm I would assume positive. It makes sense for everything to be in Red Dead 1, though. Can you imagine, though? Just, like, <clears throat> think of this concept where the studio is, like, whatever, the Hauser brothers mm-hmm. are, like, all right, we're going to make a new Red Dead Redemption game. Eight... How many years later is it? Nine years later? 
Yeah, 10 years, dude. Oh, well, actually, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like 2018 years. is when it came out. But <laughs> all of the guns, same as the last game. Yep. People are going to... I mean, I, I, I would be like, are you serious? We're not going to add a single gun? Like, there's no variety to the gameplay since the last game? And they're like, nope, the gameplay's good. But like, honestly, like, I understand that view because it's not like... I didn't look at the gun list and I was disappointed because none of these guns are really in other video games. I understand that view. I'm just saying, like, from a... From a developer. That's so antithetical to, like, video game development like we have oh like well borderlands 3 we have we have one trillion guns, guns. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> compare borderlands 3 to uh red dead redemption's guns yeah but we added a bow <laughs> we should do a we should do a chart like a bar a chart from like red dead revolver to red dead redemption to red dead redemption <laughs> to number of guns and then do that for borderlands one through three <laughs> yeah let's see it'd be like one million you one would billion, not, one you trillion. Would not see red dead's chart at all it would just be a little <laughs> tiny it would just be on the, the name would be there uh, that's that is just so interesting though. I remember being like, "Oh, that's weird." When I when I it, I didn't see any new guns, but then I was I had the same thing. I was like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." And it still feels new because you're unlocking the guns as you go. Yep. Like how I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Well, maybe they just made every gun that was a prevalent in that era. So I'm assuming that's what they did. Yeah. Like how many guns could have been? A, I guess there still was a lot. There were probably a lot of prototype guns too, which that's one thing that a lot of games do. Like um. The Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1, they put a lot of prototype guns in the game to get the amount of guns up. Oh, okay. Like, guns that really weren't used in war, but they existed in the time period. Oh, like, like crazy... I wish I could think of one. And stuff. Not even anything crazy, but, like... Isn't there a, a trailer for Battlefield 1 with, like, a woman holding a Gatling Battlefield gun? 5. Oh. 5 is the one that has, like, the, the women in it. And but super... 5 is World War II, too. Yeah, 5 is World War II. But it's also, like, alternate history somehow. It's not even alternate history. It's they. If that's that's a whole nother talk. That trailer is terrible. But <laughs> that trailer is awful depicting that it's a World War Two game. Uh, anyway, so I mean, just I guess they probably. I, I wish I knew more about guns. Maybe I don't. <laughs> but if you know more about guns, write in and let us know. Like, is every type of gun from that era featured? I. I I guess so. From that area, and that was used in, like, in cowboy-type areas, I yes. guess, is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I feel like maybe there was different guns in New York, like, if you went to New York City. But how? Like, how would there be? What, I don't know. What would it even be? There were, cow- were there cowboys they in They didn't have automatic weapons. I guess no, they... Well, I, no, they really didn't. I don't think in 1800s they had auto... I think the first automatic weapons came out. I mean, yeah, there's some gun knight who's gonna be like, no, this existed or yeah, something yeah. like that. But I feel like 19, like, early 1900s is when the first automatic weapons came out. Like, right well, before like World War One. The whole World War One thing about, like, cavalry getting just mowed down. And yeah. And like, oh, well, this doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. All right, Brandon, why don't we talk about missions? Yes. Is this... If you... If you think that we spend too much time talking before talking about the missions, please write in to reddeadcast at gmail.com. We spent less time than the last episode, I'm pretty sure. I suspect it's an issue, but... I don't know. I think it's it's still about the game. We're not just talking about random stuff. That's true. Halo 3 is battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about the game. Um, so I, I did... I remember last time you specifically told me that I should do more Stranger missions. Oh, nice. And I, I started the Stranger missions, and then usually they would be like... So the first one I ran into was, it was, I already love the Stranger Missions for this game because they're like new things I haven't even thought of, like doing in a game. So like the first one was a paleontologist I came across. Yeah. Looking for dinosaur bones. And I was like, that's perfect for this time period. <laughs> like, of course, there's this kind of crazy woman who's also a scientist, so she's smart, um, looking for dinosaur bones out in, you know, the, the Northeast. I'm pretty sure that's where the game is, right? Northeast is where you think the game is. Well, originally I thought it was in the West, but then I saw NH, New Hampshire, and it kind of does oh my look... God. 
I'm. Where does this game take place, Silent? I don't think it takes place in the Northeast. You think it takes place in the Northeast? It think makes of, sense. Think about the landscape. I'm gonna give you another guess. But well, you're right. Well, hold on. Let me let me let me explain a tiny bit. First of all, okay. There's nowhere in America that has this amount of biomes together. Yeah, like that's that. yeah. Obviously, so, it's it's like a minified version essentially. Yeah. But what were we gonna say? Let me. So you start off in the snow area. If you get high enough in New Hampshire, I assume it gets really snowy <laughs> during this time of the year. Maybe they had a really bad Don't snow. assume. I mean, yeah, that's true. If, yeah. You've been to New Hampshire. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> and um, if you get if you get lower than that, it starts to turn into more lush, like, foresty area. Okay. And then that's all I got. <laughs> that's all, <laughs> that's all I so got. So you're just going out. The mountain is an interesting point because <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's, like, the... Like near the Gulf of Mexico, like what? Louisiana or something. I guess that makes sense, but why the snowy area? So I'm looking at this map right now that I just found, and it's an overlay of the regions in Red Dead Redemption Two over the map of the United of the United States. I thought they would be in like one corner of the U.S., mm-hmm. but it's literally like over the whole United States. So is the game an into like a representation of the entire United States? I guess so. Well, you know what that is? that could be possible. I haven't been to the <clears throat> the southern part of the map still at all. Here's the thing though. Like it's very obviously not big enough to be the whole United States. Yeah. I think I mean this is also I'm what I'm looking at is just one person person's interpretation. It's not like official rock star obviously. Yeah. But I guess I guess if you, I guess you can look at it like they wanted to represent America, so they wanted to have all the different regions. Rep- That's so interesting. I I Fully thought the game was like a specific region of the United States, without a doubt. Because I feel Red Dead One obviously was. Where was Red Dead One? Obviously. Well, I mean, you're on the border of Texas and Mexico, right? Oh yeah, yeah, so that's right. That's pretty blatant. But even like the Northeast doesn't feel very Texas. In like the Northeast part of Red Dead One. Yeah, you, I mean, you have the Grizzlies too. Remember? Oh yeah, you do have. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's just it, it's the only reason why it felt that way is because like the border is so blatant in that game, where yeah, it's like this yeah. is the Mexico border. But I mean that just thinking about this makes it seem all the more fantastical and just ridiculous. Doesn't that isn't that sort of crazy? It is. And I, now I'm thinking about it. The biome changes are like ridiculous in Red Dead too. Like but, even well, they don't feel they don't know they don't bring me out of the game. It's not like wow, holy crap, this feels so unnatural. Just but when like, you think about it, when you think about it, like I can distinctly remember today. Well, not today. I didn't travel in the mountains today, but I did go from a really foresty area to like a place with like big old mountains sticking. Not mountains, but like I don't know what those things are called. Like the desert, <clears throat> kind of like a desert. Things. Yeah, the desert thing sticking out of like these plains filled areas. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, that's. I sort of want to like explore the map again, just thinking about that. It's like, yeah, I can't wait to go back to the um, snowy part to see how it transitions to becoming like non-snowy to snowy. I haven't really looked at that, but I, I would like to too. Is yeah. it like really abrupt, like a lot of games do? I don't think. I don't know that it's really abrupt. I'll have to look. I just did a mission where I in Amman. Yeah, a legendary bounty hunter mission. These are um, you know how I said you can be a trader and a moonshiner. Yeah, yeah, you told me about it. You can also be a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And for that, they released legendary bounties that you can go, and it's like it's actually like a full blown mission, mm-hmm. and they're really cool. One of them's like you go to a, a refinery where a bunch of wo- woman bandits are gonna break in, and there's one leader that you want, but you don't know which one she is because they all sort of dress dress alike. So you hide in the refinery, and then as they break in, you're just trying to like sneak around and figure out which one is who. Oh, that's contextual cool. clues. That's very cool. Uh, 
And then sort of like always with mission, stealth mission stuff, I just like, they see me and then I run after them and then I manage to lasso the one that is her. <laughs> it's just, it's just everything goes to crap after a little while. Anyway, I did one in the snowy area where you're hunt, you're hunting a wolf man who is just like, he he has packs of wolves just fighting for him. And it's oh, crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean... That doesn't fit at all with, like, if that was in a single player of the game, that would take me out so much. You think so? Yeah, that's a little too far-fetched. <laughs> but the, I think that they want to have that, like, freedom to go a little crazy. In online? That makes sense in online. Like, that Yeah, online is, is definitively more wacky, I think. So it, it works. Sort yeah. of like uh, GTA Online, how it... It, have. It's kind of like an online. If I if I pictured, well, yeah, GTA Online has freaking like jet like jet motorcycles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But like if if I popped into Red Dead Online and someone was riding like an undead horse, I wouldn't be like this is stupid. I would just assume this is this is online. Yeah, I it's don't. It's gonna have crazy little things like that. They have anything like that, so they're not that crazy. Well, with you it, but... you wait before they run out of ideas. Red Dead Undead Nightmare had a uh, undead horses and like horses of the apocalypse. So, but yeah. that fits perfectly in that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I want them to do Undead Nightmare, but you know it's just going to be some online event. Oh, well, they're going to do it. In online, that's, like, easy easy money for them. They're going to oh, do it. God, but it's so not going to be... Sad. I, we haven't even talked about Undead Nightmare. Which I love. Right? That's one of the oh, only things I've ever wanted. Actually, I think it is the one thing I've 100%ed in a, in a Rockstar game. Like, I did everything possible. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's not too long. It took me, like, 20 hours to 100% everything, which is, like, perfect amount. I love, I love how it, like feels creepy something about zombies in the west just mm -hmm. feels like grosser and, and it's and dark scarier. too i don't remember yeah. the game it's it's very like i don't remember there being much daytime in undead nightmare no like yeah because you, you dark. use the white phosphorus and it's like very um i don't know prominent i mm -hmm. guess um yeah i see, i would love to we need to devote an episode to undead nightmare like that's a thing we could play through in like one week you know what we're about. gonna be going through halloween so that can be our halloween episode bro yeah because you're playing this so slow <laughs> Oh, gosh. We can't talk about it now. We got to keep going. So I do want to say I tried some things about online are freaking weird, man. Like I tried linking. My brother has an um, Amazon Prime account that I use. And through Amazon Prime, you can get Twitch Prime. Yep. Through Twitch Prime, you can get rewards by linking that to your Rockstar Social Club account, which then are supposed to show up in Red Dead Online. Yep. I tried doing that, and it was just like, I can't tell if I got it or not. And there's this weird, like... 30 minute it says like play for 30 minutes and then it'll show up but mm -hmm. like nothing i didn't get any notification i think i got it because i was able to get the collector's bag for free um which normally costs the gold bars but just that like it's just so annoying i just don't that takes you out of it so much it's just hardcore monetized uh, only it was like red dead one online which was like just a free-for-all with like some progression i never played red dead one online? oh red dead one online was was awesome yeah but it was it was also very simple yeah it was it was like gta 4 online but there was progression into it because you could get a better horse and you could get better guns uh, that red dead one online was so fun it was like the test for gta online basically i think a lot of what they they got from that game they just made it way more in-depth than GTA it's interesting online. to think of it as an evolution of design from each online yeah gta game. gta 4 online is like almost too simple and well it is it's like literally just free roam like you just spawn yeah, and you pick just up go guns. in the airport and you just drive cars off of ramps yeah. and just talk to your friends all day oh man but i still played it so much that was fun i do like gta 4 all right mission time we gotta talk we gotta are talk you missions. sure we want to talk about missions i, I know I, we actually explicitly said we are taking too long and now we're, yeah, and now we're, we're still going what are we at now we're oh back now gosh. we're back to what we basically were last episode <laughs> we 
we were on a good on a good um good <laughs> all you said was you talked to a lady about dinosaur bones and that <laughs> and we're, we're here oh, oh my god all right so that lady i i talked to her and i haven't found any dinosaur bones there's 40 i think there's yeah a lot. i was very surprised i thought it was gonna be like 10 i might have found like one i don't even know but that's that's funny because i i bet there, there's gotta be something where you like see her again after you get all the dinosaur bones oh yeah there's gotta be there's gotta be something that you get from doing it you get a dinosaur mount oh my gosh that would be awesome hilarious so you want to you want to talk a mission like an actual story based well you said you did multiple strangers all right the other one wasn't even crazy it was like i came across this guy taking photos of an animal or doing like nature nature photos wildlife photographer yeah wildlife photographer and he he was oh he put down a bait bag he was cool nothing nothing crazy no nothing insane but he put down a bait bag, um, and it ends up getting taken by, like, a fox or something like that. So you have to go chase it. And I like how you don't just outright kill the animal. I don't know if it's explicitly stated by, like, the photographer to not kill the animal, but, like, you chase it until it gets tired, which oh. is just interesting to think about. Do you, do you have the option to kill it? I didn't try to. So maybe you do. Maybe you could just pull out your gun and shoot it. You probably could. Yeah, and I assume the photographer would get really mad at you. Yeah, because he I, isn't he, like, talking about how beautiful the creature is? Yeah. While you're, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I chased it until it got tired and dropped the bag and then brought the bag to him. That was, that was the mission. That's such like a funny, cute little moment where Arthur shows his restraint. He's like, I'm just going to sprint out of this box. I'm just going to run after this animal. God dang it. <laughs> uh, that is funny, man. I do love the stranger missions because they do show this like weird side of Arthur where he's just like nice and polite and just mm-hmm. like okay i'm doing this now I yep, guess. i'm looking for dinosaur bones and, and hunting foxes without yep. killing them <laughs> just running after them all right real real missions all right so meat and potatoes first real mission i did was the mission where you meet reverend swanson okay i think i asked you about that last time yeah and i actually met him this time and i still don't know anything about him because he was drunk so i have no idea what he's like and that was it basically <laughs> for anything of these missions coming up talking about reverend He's a reverend and he's he's drunk a yeah, lot of the time. That's in not really much happened. Oh, you know what did happen though? That's when you get introduced to gambling. Oh yeah. And I was and I decided to play because I was like, I gotta try this out. It's always fun to try gambling in games. And I managed to win. I don't I feel like maybe it's like you're gonna win your hand no matter what. Oh, the first time you play? Yeah, like maybe it's really in your favor. But either way, like I, I won the first hand just playing normally. And then I got pocket kings on the second hand that we played. What does that mean? Oh, it means I had two kings in like my in, your, okay. in my Texas starting Hold'em hand. Poker. Yeah, Texas Hold'em. Um, and then on the uh, on the first three cards that came out, I got another king, so I just went all in because it was like two bucks. But I won it, and I was like, it was cool, good start, you know. That's very good. Win I, the hand. So they have uh, blackjack on online. Mm-hmm. It's like a twenty dollar buy in or something, which is a lot. I mean, it's not so much, but it's a significant amount. Yeah. But I I played um, gambling a lot in single player, and I was getting pretty good at it. So I was like, oh, let me try it online. And of course, it's with real people. Yeah. I just lost all my money. <laughs> it's just like you can't you can't play the same way. And you were doing blackjack online. Yeah. Yeah, blackjack. It's no, it wasn't blackjack. It was Texas. You playing Texas Hold'em? That's cool. I thought you would. I, I'd want to try blackjack though. I wonder if I, that would be better because that's just playing against the dealer. So yeah. Hmm. And there's some. There's there's more than Wait, luck maybe to they blackjack. Don't have, they might not have blackjack. That's weak. They have it in GTA Online when they brought over that whole. They don't have Texas Hold'em in in uh, GTA Online. All right, I I'm not confident enough either way. I would like to see because now now I want to play because if they have blackjack, like you can. You can make money playing blackjack. Yeah, you can you can play really smartly in blackjack and not lose very often. So I wonder if they didn't put it in because people could just make too much money. 
I don't know. I played blackjack a lot in GTA Online, and like I made nothing all the time. Uh, <laughs> like it was like I felt like the dealer was getting the most ridiculous twenty ones. Well, obviously the, you can't count cards in the video game because it just can't count cards in real life anymore either. So unless the well, now you can't because they use like four decks. It's like impossible. Oh yeah, no, but like the the dealer has one deck, but obviously it's not really one yeah. deck. Yeah. Well, maybe well, I would assume it. If that'd be dumb if it's not though. It's like not so, even blackjack at that point. Would they let you count cards? In single player? Try it. Do you know how to count cards? No, I have no idea how to count cards. <laughs> well, neither do I. So, <laughs> Alright, let's try it in single player. Okay, so you meet the Reverend, do some gambling. Did some gambling. One, uh, saved him from some other drunk guy, or some guy he was messing with. Got another fist fight. I love the fist fighting in the game. It's so satisfying. Yes, it's very good. And like, do you lose your hat? I did. I always lose my hat every fist fight I do. I, I managed to get punched at least one time yeah. in the face. Um, I think on that, my first try, I got very close to dying, um, cause I managed to fail it somehow. I think I might have accidentally shot my gun off and like it scared the, <laughs> it scared the reverend. Um, so I had to redo the fight again, but the first time I did it, I almost died. Cause I kept, I couldn't remember how to block. Oh, it's like X on the Yeah, it's time. X. Yeah. Um, so it took, I was taking so many hits in a row and I feel I figured it out. So I think, you know what? I meant to say this earlier. You should try to not die at all through this run. You really, oh man. You're talking about using the same gun the whole time. Just try, try to not die. I can't wait till we talk about a later mission because it was, it was. I was very. I, I can't say the word I'm trying to think of right now because we're trying not to swear. Well, it's okay, we're not talking about that mission yet. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> what are we doing now? All right. Next mission was rescuing Sean. Sean. Oh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Yes. Yeah. I love Sean. I think he's hilarious. He's awesome. He's, he's like he's, he's like a funny Bill. Is like what I really think of as. <laughs> well, he's actually smart, though. So yeah, he is. Well, we should give Bill more credit. Yeah, for yeah. Bill. Bill's, Bill's not dumb. But um, yeah, that mission was awesome. Uh, you run in with uh, I think you run in with everyone, don't you? Is it like saving him from a carriage? Is that what happens? Well, he's. I'm pretty sure he's like he's going to jail or something like that. Like you're fighting, you're fighting lawmen. I'm pretty sure. I think they're moving him from Blackwater to somewhere else. Yeah, they're moving him. So you do go to Blackwater, actually. I think that was the place I did visit, but I didn't actually go in the town because you're outside of it, and then you watch him get taken in a boat. Oh, that's right. He's yep. taken in a boat. Yeah, he's taken away in a boat, and then that boat ends up docking, and they start transferring him on land. And then um, I love I love when they give you the option to, like, you take over for this mission. Like, yeah. when you're with your friends uh, in your gang. Have and you ever I, told them to start? No, I still haven't. I, I, I should do it next time, just to see what just happens. See, yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably, just so much fun, have though. these, like, awesome animations. I never even considered that. Yeah, I just love sneaking up on people and taking them out with a knife. Yeah. It's very satisfying. So, how do you save them? I forget what the logistics are. You basically just... Um, oh, yeah, so you kill the first... You, you kind of sneak up on them slowly, um, taking out guys who are camped around it, just protecting the area. Um, you get to this next group of guys where, um, I can't remember who you're with because it's been, it's been like almost a week since I played that mission, but you're with your, you're with your game members. It's probably like Dutch and Micah. Yeah, and yeah. Bill or something. Yeah, you're with them and they distract the guys and then you sneak up behind them, kill them again. Very cool. Do it again. These are lawmen, right? These, I'm pretty sure they're lawmen, but I don't remember getting a wanted thing for this. Well, I think it's just because it's in a mission, so. But you get wanted from other missions. Oh, yeah. You do. I don't remember, though. I, I, don't, I don't think I did. Maybe it, like, Oh, adds... you know what? I wonder if they're agents. Do they have, like, bowler hats on? I think they might have been paying. Oh, is that, is that, like, not... Yeah, I guess those technically aren't the law. Yeah, because they're, they're, like, like a, a weird faction. affiliation, yeah. Well, it's a private agency, you know. Did you hear that they sued Red Dead Redemption 2 or Rockstar? It's, like, a real thing. Oh, yeah, the Pinkerton agents. I did not know that was a real No, thing. yeah, that's a historical thing. They existed, and I think, I, I guess they helped track down cowboys. That well, is so cool. 
Not cowboys, but bandits. I'm just surprised they use the real name. That's all. And then, and the the company is still like existing. So oh, that is so they, cool. They sued them for disparaging them or something. I don't know what it was. Whatever. I guess I, they, I they do shine them in a very want. negative light. I will say for being like. <sighs> but is it though? That's the problem. Yeah, are, that's true. Are Pinkertons that bad? Think about they it. They could be. Like, what, what do you mean could be? They could, well, I mean, like, I feel like in the game, they're, well, no, you're right, because you're seeing them from, like, their opponent's view. Yeah, so obviously you're going to be they're, running against they're them. escorting a guy who tried to rob a ferry and... I'm more so referring to when, to, to when we get to a later mission, where I actually get introduced to the Pinkertons, like, in a one-on-one conversation type of thing. Oh, yeah, they meet you leaving camp or something. We'll get to it. I don't really remember what it is. When we talk about it. But um, in this mission, they're kind of just like the bad guys. Like, they don't they don't have a conversation with them or anything like that. You don't talk to them. You're just trying to break out Sean. Um, so, just to just to speak ethics for a little bit. This is not justifiable. They're, what, breaking out Sean? They're killing, like, dozens of men. Oh, to yeah. To save their one guy. No. Who's also a criminal. It's really interesting, because the, these missions that we're doing, like, the more gang-related missions where you're doing very illegal stuff, it's... It's China. It's it's showing Arthur, which is like a, a guy I like to think is like a Chase, neutral Chase character. Yeah, and he's like a fun guy. I'm getting more of a negative like connotation with him. Like he is actually like not an evil person. He's I don't a monster. That word. But yeah, he's like kind of a bad person that I'm playing as. And even like John, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I have I want I have a nice conversation about about all that stuff that we can talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, you break out Sean, you get in a gunfight with a bunch of Pinkertons, it's kind of like the usual set piece thing. Um, you get away from them, and Sean ends up being back. And the one thing I really liked is after you do that mission, I think it's like, you wait a day, it starts a party. Like, they go into a party oh thing. Oh my god! And like, that's just such good world building. For Aren't like, they awesome? Yeah. Well, how late did you stay up? I, I think, uh, pretty much I saw it, and I couldn't do missions, and I wanted to continue the game, so I didn't want to sit around and wait too long, so I listened for like, a minute and a half or so. To, like, what was going on. And I was like, it's funny. Sean's singing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I just end up going to sleep. <laughs> okay. Wow, you're lame. Yeah, yeah kind right. of. I'm only <laughs> Martha Morgan. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I always just, like, get, get super drunk whenever that happens. Just oh, I have to do it. I hope next time. So, I, the way you're saying it, it sounds like it's going to happen multiple times, which is cool. Um, so, next time, I'll make Maybe sure. Maybe it happens multiple times, bro. I don't know what you're There's talking about. There's nothing else in the game that demands a party? <laughs> There's nothing else. Everything else is just downhill from this point. <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh, God. This is getting sad. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm well, trying to do. Be, I know. You're trying to be very... Vague. Yeah, very vague. I like it. I have no idea what's going to happen. Some people pronounce that vague. Don't ever say that. I know. Isn't it bad? <laughs> I really I just like that. I listen to Game Podcast, and they are in... Where is that? Uh, Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. I think, and they say, everyone says bag, and I'm like, ugh, every time they say it, it's yeah, like, that is just, so gross, which yeah. I guess you don't say it that often, but still. No, big sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But then, I completely disagree with them. Yeah, can we just, like, <laughs> cancel? We just cancel. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um, oh, God, I hate that. Uh, so, <laughs> you meet Sean. Doesn't he get into, like, a little argument with his love at the at the camp i don't really remember does he, he has like a girlfriend does he? i think he gets into an argument with one of the girls but i don't think i got the the feeling that they were like together it was more so like they probably just like hook up character sheet here I they got like a friends with benefits type deal that's kind of what i got out of them oh like they care they, about each I think other they, they went into the camp the uh, the tent together like after the party or something yeah anyway well, i mean you would know i was gonna say i didn't stay up 
Because they have Molly O'Shea, but she is... She's Dutch's girlfriend, right? The only one I know by name is Susan. I don't know any of the other girls Susan by name. Susan Grimshaw. Karen Jones. We're fixing that right now, Brevin. <laughs> and Karen. I do remember seeing Karen pop up as a name. Tilly Jackson. You know Tilly? So you haven't talked to any of the girls around camp? Not really. Morgan, I think, I don't know if we can talk to all of them. I know we can talk to Mary Beth. When you say talk, are we talking like a girlfriend type feature like GTA 4 and San Andreas? Like where you can like get to know these women and like there's a modern, modern version of the word talk. I'm I'm talking to Mary Beth right now. No, I mean like have a conversation. Okay, just make sure. That'd be interesting if you could. Oh, I guess you know what? She uh, here's Mary, which we just haven't heard. I haven't heard from her in a while now. We just talked about this last time about how they they're very strictly monogamous. Even Arthur, Arthur doesn't even have. He's not in a relationship. No, he's not. And he still doesn't even try to get with anyone. Isn't that insane? I don't know. Is it weird to get with your own gang members? No. Why? I don't know. I got Well, I mean, like, unless you're in like a monogamous relationship, like Abigail and John, then it would. That's normal. But like, I don't know. It'd be like oh, weird. just like hook up. Yeah, just hook up with your gang members that you're with. They're like you kind of think of them as family. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading mm. too deep into it. I mean, it's also... I, I I get so, like, caught up with the fact that they're family members, but also they just, like, kill tons of people, and they're li- they're living outside of the law. Like, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's weird how they maintain such mutual respect and trust and all these wonderful things. Like, I, at work, we're doing a lot of stuff to, like, build our team dynamics and everything. And mm-hmm. I bet you... I don't know, actually. There's a good... I mean, if you if you saw this group of people and they weren't outlaws, but they were just, like, imp- potential employees, would you hire them to do a job for you? No, not even close. Not, no? No, I'd hire Arthur Morgan. Well, I, yeah, definitely. Arthur, and Dutch. Maybe John. Hosea, though. Hosea, I would I would definitely hire. I love Hosea. Hosea's such a good character. Would you hire Dutch? You'd hire Dutch to do work for you? I don't know. You have a real business. You have a stake in this business. You, your reputation is on the line. I feel like Dutch would take over the business. Like, Dutch. he'd kick me out. <laughs> that's true. If Dutch wanted to work for you, you'd be working for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a better thing, though. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're just going to give in to I'll Dutch and be like, yeah, you, you can have, know the, you can have the company. Dutch scares me, man. Because he, he has his ideals and everything, but, like... You know, you know he he do some messed up stuff. Oh yeah. Well, how do you feel wants. about Javier, by the way? I only did one mission with him. I think maybe he was. Part, oh, I think he was part of the the Sean breakout mission. I think um, he, I think he plays guitar during the party too. Doesn't he? He does. Yes, yeah, so I remember. That. I well, I don't. I shouldn't say he does, but I remember there being a guitar, so it was probably him. Um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten like to to talk to him and interact with him a lot. He's really just been in like he was at the very beginning of the game a lot. Um, he's kind of just been on the on the burner. I like him. He's he's like a quiet, reliable character, but later on, well, really, like in Red Dead Redemption One, yeah, yeah, he's he just seems like a general, like like annoying guy. I don't even remember what he was like important for besides like he's in the Mexico missions. But like, I mean, what he's, did he do? he's running away from you, and he, you like, oh yeah almost catch him, and then he gets away, and then you finally catch him, and he's he's yelling at you. Yeah. Or you kill him and he's just dead. But it's crazy that, like, this character exists and there's so much legacy for him. But in Red Dead Redemption, you just see him as, like, the Mexican guy that was mm-hmm. in our game. So it's so cool that they're able to add all this. All right. So, you rescued Sean. What else? What's, what happens? Um, Next mission I did, I did another one of those, uh, what's this? The guy with the debts, the debt missions. I got it right here. 
It's stress stressing. That's not Leopold right. Strauss. Strauss. Stra- what? What is it? Strauss. Strauss. Actually? Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay. It's not well, Strauss. It's S T R A U S S. Yeah. Yeah. Strauss. Strauss. So I did a mission for him, and it was. An, and I love. I love how realistic these missions are. Like so far. I mean, I think you mentioned that last time how you go to somebody's house and, and he's just like, I don't have money, and then you just, and he doesn't even speak English. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy happened to be a farmer. Um, who did also did not have the money and he wasn't going to like fight me or anything like that. So I just started beating the crap out of him. Tell him, give me the money. And he's like, I don't have the money. <laughs> like you could beat me up, but I, there's nothing for me to give you. And he's like, sell your house. And he's like, I can't do that. I can't just sell my house <laughs> right now. And then, um, when you're beating him up, I noticed though, hold on, before we talk about that, I noticed how like good the animations are when I'm like walking to him and threatening him. He's like backing up dynamically. Oh, it looks like, so good. It looks really yeah, good. He like trips a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah. and and I noticed this specifically because I kept doing it because I noticed like kind of like a, a feedback loop where he kept pushing into like the wall and it looked really weird because the game was still trying to keep backing him up and I kept like moving him around the entire oh, area. Oh, he tried to die. Oh, okay. So it, it I noticed was it. dynamic. It is completely dynamic. That's yeah, amazing. It's very cool. Um, it looked really weird when I started messing with it, but in the moment I was like, it was really awesome animation. But either way, his um, I think his wife shows up and like someone else that is part of the family shows up and they're like, "You need to stop, Arthur." <laughs> and Arthur's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> Whatever he does, Arthur's he starts like, threatening them. In those missions, he is like your worst nightmare. He really is. You, like you can imagine yourself just like taking a loan out with some guy named Leopold and being yep. like, "I just gotta buy my house or whatever." And you don't know that that Leopold Strauss is uh, like, part of a mass, like yeah. a big gang. And then Arthur Morgan shows up at your house <laughs> when you don't pay your loan. Oh my it god! It starts beating the crap out yeah. of you. Yeah, <laughs> Arthur's terrifying. So when you do those, are you trying to be like kind or? Are you oh just... no, I want my money. Oh, I play into it. Oh, I see. I play into. I, it. I beat the crap out of them. <laughs> you beat that helpless farmer up. Yep, until they realize they need to sell their house <laughs> if they don't want to die. Or so anything. what happened at the end of that? I think it was I think it was the wife and the son, right? Yeah, yeah, it must have been that. Um, Arthur lets up on him and tells him you need to get the money and walks away. That's pretty much it. Oh, because they just don't have it. And then you go back and you talk to Strauss and you tell Strauss, you're like, why would you ever give that guy a loan? Like he's not gonna pay it off. Apparently he had issues. I think maybe it meant he mentions he had issues paying other things off or something like that. There was some history. Um, and Strauss kind of shrugged it off. He didn't make too big of a deal. That's, that's interesting because even though they're criminals, they still want their money back. So they yeah. should be selective about who they let take loans. Mm-hmm. But every single, like, you know, I don't know. Like, you do missions for Strauss and you have to collect loans. But I guess not every single person doesn't pay. So they're probably making money. But I don't know. That's interesting. you think that they'd be making more money if Leopold Strauss were just working all day. I don't know. Strauss, is, he seems to know what he's doing to the point, I, I mean, I would assume if he's still in the gang. He's funny. He's sort of an oddball. He is. He's a very interesting character. Cause you don't see him interacting much with the other characters, but he still fits in somehow. Yeah. He's just, he's weird. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. He's one of those people you need, though. You need a weird guy. Um, I already talked about the ambush event. I have that on my phone right here. Oh, this was a cool event, too, that happened after that. Um, I came across this random roadblock at a bridge, and... Like how, how is it set up? I'm just picturing like Need for Speed. There's a bunch of cop cars set up. No. <laughs> um, there was a wagon, like a big uh, wagon with a horse on it, and a bunch of guys were like posted there. And they were like, I walked up to it, and they were like, don't come over here. You didn't see anything. I assume it was like another gang doing something. Oh, weird. I've and, never seen that. And Arthur was like, I don't I think he kind of gave like a really neutral answer. He didn't like say yes or no. And it gave me the option to threaten, that, like to antagonize them or like, try and calm down the situation i tried to calm it down and they were like no he was like you need to turn around and leave right now so i just left what 
I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't see what was going on. I, there were so many of them, and I was on a horse in a, on a bridge in an open area. I would have just gotten gunned down. You gotta at least try to do something. I can't die. <laughs> this is hardcore. I love if I that. die in the game, I die in real life. Are you starting over if you die in the game? And then oh we have to. Uh, can you imagine? We just do the same first five episodes of this podcast over and over again. I don't know. It's fun to play the game like what you would do in a real life situation. That's though. cool. That is really cool. So I, Arthur's just one guy. Well, he, he really wouldn't engage there. Yeah, in real life. It was like at least eight people. And the guy had a gun talking to me. It's not like they were unarmed. I will say, well, maybe not you. I could have went to Deadeye. I guess I killed everyone. I could have gone to Deadeye. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just murdered everyone there with one shot. Although, you know, Deadeye isn't always reliable, I've noticed. Um, especially if you're in cover. Um, you can end up hitting like the wall in front of you oh, and things like true. that all the time that happens to me so but that wow. was a fun little random event that i do really love cool. that nice world building didn't do anything like they were probably like drowning someone or something i don't know what was saved. going on there was just a bunch of horses and wagons and people just another gang just another gang doing the thing it was great world building i love it it really makes the world feel truly like i love that other I, people I haven't are seen that too like i i had the other encounter with the men ambushing you but mm-hmm. hmm, that's really cool um, let's see. What's the next? Oh yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the fishing mission. I like that you're writing this down in order. By the way, I appreciate that. Oh, that would this would be awful because last time I think you were you were just sort of like, oh, I think this happened next. I had it in order, but I had a lot more other random stuff thrown in. This was more this is more condensed because I did. Um, wait, before we get to the fishing mission, do yep. you have a? Let's do a new one here. I haven't done Javier Escuelo lesson of the week, have I? Lesson of the week. Because because Escuela and Espanola well, this kind of fits is school. Yes, that's true. So well, except Escuela here has two L's, which makes me think that it would be Escuela, Escuela, Javier Escuela. <laughs> but really, what what do I know? Um, okay, so what where was I? Oh yeah, okay. Is this your Javier Escuela lesson? Yeah, I can talk. I can talk about it when we when we get to the part in the mission. All right, let's um, hear it. So so this is the fishing mission with Jack, where Abigail asks, you know, can you can you go do something with Jack? He's, he seems bored or whatever. <laughs> Seems like he wants to get out of the camp, which I understand. As like, as like a seven year, eight year old kid, he's probably got to be around that age. Oh my god, he'd just be bored of his. Yeah, mind. like there's nothing for him to do there. He didn't have a Game Boy or anything. He didn't. Yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't have a little wooden Game Boy. <laughs> Ball in a cup. Yeah, he, he's playing around in the dirt, basically. <laughs> Poor Jack, man. But so, how do you feel about their relationship between Abigail, Abigail and Jack, Arthur? or Abigail and Arthur? Okay, I feel like Abigail likes Arthur a lot. Yeah. Like, as a friend, obviously. Um, like, I mean, Jack calls Arthur, you know, Uncle Morgan or Uncle Arthur, or whatever he calls him. Probably Uncle, Uncle Morgan. Arthur. Uncle <laughs> Arthur sounds... Is it really Uncle Arthur? Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds weird. Hey, I don't know Uncle why. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, I can do my when you do the When you do the Jack voice, it sounds perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I get it. I get the, I get the feeling that... I don't want to say John has even a, like a great relationship with Arthur, but he looks up to him because Arthur kind of talks down to John like constantly. <laughs> like it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. It's I like think, a big brother dynamic. I almost. think Arthur is like mad. It, here's my my theory. I think Arthur is mad at John because John has Abigail and Jack, but he doesn't seem to want them. Yeah, he doesn't seem to care about them. Like, he should be the one doing this. But at the same time, like, if you think about the ending of Red Dead Redemption 1, and everything that John does in Red Dead Redemption is for his wife and son. Something's going to happen in this game. That's what's going to be, like, that moment where John's like, I need to care for my kids. Like, think so? Something's got to happen where, like, Jack... Jack's gonna get like almost killed or something like that, and right in front of John's eyes. 
I guarantee it. I would make money. I do think I that Arthur is like, listen, like he doesn't say this, I mm-hmm. don't think, but like if he, if he had a wife and kid in in a camp, like he would be taking care of them. Yeah. Like, doing everything for them. Yep. And he would he would take Jack out fishing and everything. Yeah. So I, I wonder if Abigail sort of is like, maybe I should have gone with Arthur instead. <laughs> Arthur's a good guy. You know? Arthur's awesome. Arthur's like, a really good guy. Well, well unless we he's keep killing going people. Back and forth on this because if he shows up at your house collecting debts, he's not a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But in in the camp setting, it's like totally transforms everyone in there so mm-hmm. that they're all friendly faces. It's like really I would want to hang out with them while they're having their campfire and yeah. everything. But, but I, I wouldn't want to perform a heist with them. No, not at all. Not <laughs> or at all. or take money from them and not repay. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want a loan from Strauss. Strauss. Yeah, Strauss. Strauss. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this the fishing mission was great. I think it was what I needed to make Abigail and Jack feel like actual characters in the game. Because before, I mean, Abigail, you you see her for a short period of time. It's sort of like, by the way, John. they're here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jack, like, literally didn't interact with him whatsoever until this mission. Um, but it, it made me just feel so bad for how the situation that Jack's put into. And, like, the fact that... It made me, it, it made me love the fact that Arthur really care, seems to care about Jack. Yeah, Arthur Arthur is a great father figure, if you yeah. think about it. Because both with Jack and with uh, Mary's younger brother, he's, like, a very calming... <laughs> this still sounds it, so it's weird. It's so weird, But yeah. he, in, in the presence of them, he's very, like, calming and reassuring and is sort of like, yeah, I mean... Oh man, he's, he's he is great. He's, he's yeah, he's he's a, he's a good guy in certain scenarios. <laughs> in certain scenarios. <laughs> we, I, we can't keep adding that modifier. But I think people get it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, hard. So yeah, you bring Jack down to the creek, not too far away from the camp, and you learn it, this is the tutorial for the fishing mechanic of the game. It gets introduced. I was wondering when it would because I knew it mentioned that the legendary fish existed. I knew you could fish in the game. Um, and I think the fishing is done fantastic. It's so it's fun. a lot. It's a lot of fun and it's really relaxing too at the same time. Oh, it's so good. It it's up there with like fishing. Games. I was gonna say, like, I feel like in fish, this is better than most fishing games that are devoted to fishing. Oh, I yeah, uh, I don't know. I haven't played many fishing devoted I, games. I, the only myself. one I can remember is the Sega bass fishing games, and like those were garbage. <laughs> well, like they I mean, were. What was that like? PlayStation they, One or something? Yeah, no, like I had it on the Wii, where you oh on the, the Wii mote. <laughs> And you do that, but I mean that that the game the budget for that game was probably like twenty thousand dollars. We're <laughs> yeah. talking like a game Actually, with a budget of two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Oh my god. But gosh. it's a lot of fun. Um, I could definitely. I want to go find the ledge. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would choose to go fishing. I think hunting still is more fun than fishing because you're you're kind of like on the prowl rather than sitting and waiting. But I definitely want to get the legendary fish, whatever it is. That seems like that would be a lot of fun. Did you throw any fish back? I did. I the only one I kept was the bass that I caught because it seemed like it was a good size, and I didn't lose car or I think it's yeah, Carner. Honor. 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 I didn't honor. Honor. I didn't lose honor for doing it, but the other ones, I love how you gain honor for so, throwing the fish back. This is something that I wanted to talk to you about because I think in the very first episode you made a comment about like how much how much do you decrease honor for killing a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and like just just thinking about that. And there's this funny post on on there. It's probably not up there anymore well my brother showed a funny reddit post where it's like <laughs> you it shows arthur like killing a guy and it's like decreased honor honor and then he throws back four fish and it's like all the set. same yeah we're all <laughs> we're neutral again neutral again zero that out so it's just like one man's life is worth four fish <laughs> and that's that's the sort of thing that we were talking about 
there being an issue with an honor system mm -hmm. where it's trying to quantify everything. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't. But they it, have to do it. It brought me out of that situation, though, when I saw that the karma meter went up for throwing it back. I was like, come on. That's like, that's a video gamey right there. That's true, too. Like, it takes you out of it because that now you're adding honor. So rather than us looking at it from this, like... I mean, we still are, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, man, Arthur is a really complex individual. You're like... Oh, Arthur, good guy, because he throws fish back. <laughs> like, no, that's dumb. Just because he's throwing fish back in the water doesn't mean he's, he's a good. good guy. Yeah, it's it I is, don't know, it weird is, choice. We should say it's honor and not goodness that they're that they're tracking. Yeah, it's a weird design choice. I'd love to, but it still it still is. You know, Rockstar guy, if you listen to this one day, and you're the one who created this mission, tell me why you say Rockstar guy, Rockstar dude, the rockstar one guy, guy who made this game, Rockstar guy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's Tell like me why you chose to. to a small to country made this game. Brendan. Honestly, it feels like it. But how good it is! Tell me why you decided to put an honor system in that mission. Why did that affect the honor? Oh, in that mission. In that mission specifically, because I think it's fine in everything else. I haven't noticed it be weird. No, so that's the whole thing, though. You can just go fishing and throw fish back, and your honor will go up. Won't go up. It, it will. Was, oh, will. That's so bizarre. Yeah. So you patch can, it out. Where's a mod? I need a mod for that. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you want to? Yeah. I mean, I very specific mod. I wonder if they if they have anything to stop you from just throwing fish back all day. I mean, it does take a little bit of time, so it's not. It like does, yeah. Exploit necessarily. That's a weird mechanic, man. That's like the first weird thing where I'm just like, I completely disagree with that. So you think fish lives aren't worth it? What are you trying to say? I just don't think they should affect the honor system like that. Like it's just a fish, <laughs> and this is like in the 1900s. The fish are abundant. Wow. So so were the buffalo. Bro. <laughs> I knew so you were gonna say buffalo. that. I knew you're gonna be like, oh yeah, all the other animals that were perfect in the 1900s, <laughs> they're all dead now because of your mentality. <laughs> oh man. So that yeah, <laughs> my that, honor's so low. I wouldn't <laughs> fish. Do, do is your honor low? No, I'm just kidding. I'm saying like in oh, real life because I wouldn't throw the fish back. <laughs> How was your honor in the game, though? I looked at it uh, before I came over here, and it was it was like gray, so I'm assuming neutral. Do you feel wait gray? I don't remember it being a like it's like a, it was like a little image of something. It looked like a person with a hat on. Um, and I when you do things that are bad, it turns red, and when you do things that are good, it's white. Um, like on the actual like menu or not in the menu on the actual in-game screen that pops up like on the UI. But there's a there's a bar, isn't there? No, it's, I saw only that little logo, and it was great for me. I'm pretty sure there's a bar. You know what I'm going to do? Because I, I played it very honorably the first time, and I haven't really touched single player because I've been getting into multiplayer so much. This week, I'm going to challenge myself to get that bar red. Yeah. <laughs> do everything terrible. I want to just be like a terrible guy, and I, specifically, I want to see if people react differently to you. Um they must, right? I would assume so. And I and I noticed that the gameplay mechanic that's linked to honor, at least that's the first mechanic that is. Um, if you go into like stores, if you're really honorable, you get a discount. Yeah. It that's says true. that specifically in the menu. Like they, I had a zero percent discount. And I don't know what the there's the gotta bad be some version other of bonus for, for evil people. Maybe it's like where you can go to like like bad you get You get more money for stealing, maybe. Something like that, yeah. Because you can't, you can't rob people. Yes, and I, the next mission, I learned that you could do that. So, yeah, what do you think about the fishing fishing mission? Uh, it was great, and it, there's still a little bit more to it. Um, just, I think, hearing... I, I love the fact that this is, like, the, the kind of the quote thing that we do. We did last uh, um, episode. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Do I have a thing for this? Was it Kieran's quote? Hold on. I got to check the official documentation. Trelawney Triviality, Maguire Gun of the Week, um... What the heck? I have a quote. You changed? No, I think you changed it. Maybe I can't remember. You. you oh, were... I, I have Karen complaint 
of the week. Is it Karen or Kieran? Oh, Karen was the girl. Well, Karen there's Karen the and there's Kieran. How do you like Kieran, by the way? How's he doing? He didn't really involve himself in any of the missions I did. So yeah, he's pretty quiet. I saw him just in the camp, which I liked him still. I'm adding Kieran quote of the week now. All right. So what's the quote? And it's a paraphrase quote. I remember that too. Oh, no, that's what it was. That's what it was, Maybe yeah. I made it paraphrase. Or, uh, Parson, Pearson's Pearson paraphrase. <laughs> I was looking for quote. I was like, I don't quote here. All right, so I'm going to add the Kieran quote of the week and the Pearson paraphrase of the week. So if you write down a quote, I'll use the quote, but otherwise... Never going to happen. So Pearson's <laughs> paraphrase of the week. <laughs> Let's hear it for a minute. So how it goes is that um, Jack's talking about how fishing is kind of boring. Which, I mean, that makes sense. He's an eight-year-old kid. I feel like... Unless I think fishing it. is boring. You think fishing... I think fishing is is good for, like... You gotta be in the right mood to I fish. I think it's, like, it's meditative. And yeah, I that's what it is. For that. But it's... Well, it's not... Yeah, I mean, it's exciting when you go to catch some. I, I don't even know if I've been fishing, really. Like, I haven't been fishing a long time. I might time have gone I was like when a kid. I was a little kid and just thought it was all right yeah but i think if i think i would actually like it i mean i have a distinctive memory that like, i can reflect on when i went to this little pond and i managed to catch like a nice bass like we threw it back because we're not going to use it but like it was a pretty big fish for me when i was younger oh wow did you gain honor when you i did when I threw- <laughs> so i felt better about myself as a person you're a better person now yeah you that fish back. <laughs> but i don't know it stuck with me like that memory i can remember it distinctly. that's cool yeah it's a little fun but um jack talks about it being boring and Arthur says something along the lines of, like, it's sometimes it's, like, nice to wait and just, like, watch the world around you and just wow. be there in the moment, kind of like that. I'm definitely upping that a little bit more than what he said, but that's kind of the message I got from it and, like, how he was talking to Jack. Like, that's, sometimes that's not, awesome. sometimes things don't need to happen. Like, you can just sit back and relax. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm listening to a podcast about, not a podcast, an audiobook about gratitude and, like, how you can use that to help you achieve your goals more mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like they're connected but they are i don't know what uh do i need to plug an audiobook not really whatever listen to the ha- to. listen to the happiness lab podcast that's very good it's um like a yale professor who just who just talks about different psychological things that you i don't know concepts i guess that you can use as tools to make yourself more happy mm-hmm. and it's it's very much in line with mindfulness and being present and everything it's just so cool that Arthur Morgan, like, is able to recognize that. Even though he's, like, this seemingly depraved bandit, he's still like, oh, well, it's nice to just sit and watch the water. So obviously he's not, like, a scholar of mindfulness or anything. But no. it's still nice that he, <laughs> being the person he is. Being Arthur Morgan can still be like, you know, it's nice to just sit and watch the water and relax. <sighs> All right, so are we still talking about the fishing mission? All right, so you're doing the fishing thing, doing everything that... You do when you're fishing, right? <laughs> yep, the fishing and stuff. And the fishing stuff. And it ends up being that Jack is building this necklace off the side because he got so bored. So, like, that's real cute and everything. But then the Pinkerton agency just shows up out of nowhere in this mission. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And, like, there's a guy just with a gun in his hand. And I didn't realize they were the Pinkertons at first. I thought it was, like, some rival gang or something like that. Some third party that I hadn't even been mentioned about. Um, but it's them. And... Like, I'm pretty sure the guy's basically, yeah, he's pointing the gun at Arthur. And, like, he's he's telling, you know, you're a wanted man, Arthur. You got five grand on your head. And I was like, that's a lot of money. Did he say that? Yeah, he says oh specifically five grand. And even Arthur is like, <laughs> he's like, five grand? Can I turn myself in? <laughs> that's awesome. I love, that's the that's the quote of the week. Huh? That's, yeah, that was good. Gearing quote of the week right there. But, um, and, like, I just feel so bad for Jack. Like, the one moment he's having a good time with somebody, like, oh, there's God. guns showing up, and, That's like, rough. the gang life is still there. 
in this yeah. one moment. Yeah. So what do they say, the Pinkerton agent? They say that, um, you know, they know that you've been around. They know that you guys robbed that that train that, that happened a little while ago. Um, and they offer they offer a deal with Arthur on the spot where it's like, we'll let you go free, but you need to, you need to give us Dutch. They want Dutch. That's who they're after. So if you think about it, they sort of give him John's deal. Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that showed up. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Because so, like... John has to capture Arthur, um, no, has to capture Dutch yep. to get his family back. Obviously, it's different because Arthur doesn't have his family held hostage. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's still sort of the same thing. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Jack is there, which is so funny. Yeah, it's I, it caught me completely off guard when they showed up with guns. I was not expecting it. Do you feel like Arthur is behaving differently because Jack is there? Yes, he's totally r- resisting on, like, just going off on them or, like, you know, being more, like, threatening. Yeah, yeah. He's showing restraint. That's the word I'm trying to look for. Do you think that if, if Jack isn't there, does he take the deal? No. I still don't think it is. <laughs> no, and I, I think it's hilarious, that. too, because after they leave, because not much really happens besides that, um, you bring Jack back. Jack questions about, like, who are those men? And, like, he tells him that, you know, they're people that are trying to bring harm to Dutch, which is why he lied about not knowing where Dutch was. That's what he specifically says. He's like, I haven't seen Dutch in months. Oh, okay. Um, and then when you get back to camp, you tell Dutch, you're like, we got issues. Like, the Pinkerton agency knows we're around. Um, and he, he says that they tried to bargain for my freedom over your body. And Dutch is like, why didn't you take it? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he says that. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't do that. Wow. Which I think it was more, like, tongue-in-cheek, like... It was a joke. It is. It is. But I think I think Dutch is a little bit like cocky there in in him knowing that how Arthur much do it. Arthur would do for him. He's yeah. Like, oh, you didn't take that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so cool. That's so funny. And they they take it in stride too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Pinkertons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Dutch doesn't seem too worried about it. He really. No. He actually says that we shouldn't do anything about it because. They're trying to, you know, make us misstep. They're trying to make us make a mistake and leave too early or something like that so they can catch us. Oh, interesting. So he says we should just lay low. Then what's the response to that? Are they like, yeah, you're right, right, Dutch. Yeah, that's basically what Arthur says. He doesn't make too much of an argument. But he just says, you know, we need to be careful. Yeah. And then the next mission, let's go, let's go rob a train. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love how they're like, we gotta lay low, guys. We're laying low after that big job. We gotta lay low. And they're like, oh, a train that we can rob? So this, this is, this is a four part mission. This is basically a heist, like a GTA five style heist. What part, what the parts of it are that John is the one who comes up with the idea. Um, Because I think this is based on the note that they found from from one of the O'Driscoll uh, people, where they say there's a train that. They have they have it like uh, like they have a possible heist on. But the, didn't they already use that note in the first train robbery? It comes up though because they they wonder if it was a setup like the 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 idea of the heist. Oh, so it was someone else thought of this idea. It wasn't John. John just thought of an idea to actually make it happen. But someone knew about this train showing up from a third party. I don't remember what it was. That's interesting. I can't remember. But either way, they come across this this idea that, or oh, they wait, come across wait, the wait. information. Didn't they, didn't they rob, like, um, what's the name of the guy, the, the oil baron guy? He's not on my character sheet. I can't remember. Uh, why do I not even remember that mission? It's like some fancy white guy name. I don't remember, honestly. But they rob him, and I think they find, like, a note saying that a train with a bunch of valuables. But that wouldn't even make sense, because, like, the train doesn't have anything to do with oil, unless they're all just rich people who are involved in the oil business. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. But either way, the only thing that has to do with oil is the fact that you stop the train using an, an oil tanker like yeah. from like the 1900s. So it's a it's a multi-part mission where John is the one who thinks of it. And I, th- I love the fact that when John thinks of the idea, 
um, Arthur's always like he's, he's he mentions it multiple times throughout the entire mission where like wow that well, that wolf ate like part of your brain but <laughs> yep. you're still smarter somehow. He keeps talking crap about John and how dumb he is. Yeah, it's yeah. So funny. Oh man, I just love seeing John portrayed in like such a negative light because yeah, it's so he weird. just looks like an oaf because everyone treats him like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, John comes up with the idea and you end up. I love the I love the idea or not the idea. But the fact that when you go to do the mission to actually steal the oil rig, you have to go into this um, restricted area, basically, where that's yeah, on that's guard right. by a bunch of people probably who work in the oil industry. And it doesn't give you – the only objective is to steal it. There's no – you can go in any way you want. And what I decided to do was do the hit and run type scenario. So I parked my horse around outside, snuck parked in. Parked horse. Parked my horse. Uh, snuck in. Uh, climb the fence. The fence is like not even doesn't have any type of like wiring on it to stop you. Uh, mate killed one guy with a knife silently. Hopped in the thing real quick and just bolted out of there. Awesome. And managed actually, to get away. That's just like the GTA Five missions when you just steal like a cop car yeah. or a heist or something. Very similar to those. That's funny. But I love how it didn't make you do it a certain way. So it's a nice like dynamic way. Yeah, that was cool, huh? I like that. Yeah, because I could have went guns and blazing, but there was a lot of guards, so I was just like, you know, this thing's massive. How do you feel about the mission variety so far? I think it's great. I they they maybe maybe there's a little too many like set piece missions, but I don't know. Set then, piece as in like really big fights so far. Like I feel like I'm doing it every like three missions almost right now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's I think that that actually becomes more prominent later on too. Mm-hmm. But that's that's like the thing where like every other mission is shooting gallery, and you're like, okay, come on. But I don't know. It's like it's a Rockstar game, so I kind of expect it. Yeah, at the same time. yeah, you do sort of just like. And it's a game with the the main gun. The main gameplay is is shooting people. So the like gun. I have to the main gunplay. Um, <laughs> I have to expect it, and I can't take away from it. I think it's just because I expect the game to have more. The beginning of the game is so slow, where like there's not many set pieces, and now it's starting to pick up a little bit on set pieces. Yeah, I do love just how artfully I guess they they increase the tension like just like what you're talking about with the fishing mission you're just chilling out with jack fishing and then all of a sudden the pinkerton agents show up and mm-hmm. you're like oh crap yeah like it just draws you right back in like if you were a player who was a little bit bored with fishing you're like whatever i don't really care and the pinkerton, pinkerton showed yeah. up oh you're man like, oh, they caught me off guard they caught me off guard but um yeah you you get the oil rig you do it that way um and then the people who decide to go on with you sean which uh not marston well marston actually really doesn't want him to go either um, but you say you need like multiple people. You need to get a little group. They so don't it's want not Sean just... to go. They didn't want Sean to go. No. Why? I think it's because he's like a hothead. He's like almost the equivalent to Micah, but less slightly insane. I think oh, even okay. Arthur makes that argument for him. He's like he's like Micah, but like <laughs> just not gonna kill anyone. He's just not so insane. I think I think he's like like sloppy. I think is what they yeah. sort of think of him. Yeah. yeah. And I do get that picture from him. But I think he's hilarious when he talks. Yeah. He, he's he always awesome. he's cracking jokes you like that. Accent. Like, oh so yeah, it just makes him so much more lovable. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think Charles comes with you too. Charles. And Charles, I really don't know much about still. Charles is pretty, uh, pretty quiet guy so far. Mm-hmm. Showed up at the beginning of the game, but that was really it. He helped you hunt for deer, remember? Oh yeah, he did show that. Um, yeah, so you have you four, four of you guys go out. Or four, four of you guys. So yeah, me and my gang. Yeah, me and me and my gang. <laughs> we all go out. Um, and I love, I love how it, this felt truly like a heist. This was like the first real heist mission of the game. You park the oil on the tracks. You park the oil on the tracks. Everyone gets out for a little ambush. And Do you remember what they said? I I remember something about someone being concerned, like, you're going to, like, blow up the train or something? Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 they're going to see it yeah, slow that's down. What, that's what Arthur says. He's going to see it. We're going to make sure he sees it far <laughs> enough away. We don't blow up the entire train. 
And do they slow down? They do. Okay. They, I, they, very, very like reasonable to it's not like last second. That's funny. I love that they do that. But I don't know. Um, you, you do think it's just like, oh my god, they're just gonna blow up. Like, yeah. Obviously, it's gonna go wrong, but then they don't. Like, no, but it so works funny. out. Um, but I don't know. Like I show it. Like it shows like how much room the train has before it gets to the to the oil rig or the oil um tanker, and like I don't know, man. I don't know from real life that thing would stop that quick. Oh, if it could stop that quickly. Yeah, I don't think it could. It seems to stop like not abruptly. Like it's like they knew around the corner that it was gonna be there. Oh, like they are because it's it's kind down. of coming. It's coming on a corner. It's like very well, weird. What, is it a trap? It is a trap, yeah. So well, I don't know actually. We don't know that. I shouldn't say that. I don't remember if it's a trap or not. They, to be honest, Arthur asks if it's a trap because of how many lawmen end up showing up very quickly. So then that might be if it is a trap, and that'll explain why this why the down. train yeah knew so early. But anyway, hold on, we haven't got to that part yet. <laughs> um, so you end up stopping the train, you get everyone off, and I love, I love how I love how it shows everyone putting on their masks. I don't know, it's like it's such a small thing, but it's, it's just cool. cool. It's yeah. just cool. Just like the the dark side is here. Yeah. And about to- messed up and it blew my mind how like it, how un- it was like almost uncomfortable to watch john marston be a bandit yeah it was like it's because he's the one who's getting the money from everyone he's like literally the one robbing people yep and he's asking them in his voice like it's it's the same voice i know like give me your money yeah no and he's 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 cold yeah he's a bandit you know, you know, like I, I think I mentioned this in the first episode where you're like, I don't, I don't think John's gonna be a bad guy. I think he's good, and I know he's good from playing Red Dead Redemption. But I mean, I was questioning on his past, but yeah, I feel like the more we get into this game, it's gonna be when like, you roll with bandits, man. That's you, what you just do bandit on. things, yeah. Um, and I think too, it shows the dark side of Arthur so much because like, if anyone doesn't cooperate, you just smack them with the back of your gun. Oh with yeah, the butt. He's pretty brutal. Yeah, and that's what I did to everyone. And I robbed every person there, too. Like, got the even the tiny... I don't know how I was robbing them twice. It's like, oh, we didn't give John all our money, so I'm going to take, like, a dollar from you. Oh, is that, that is funny. Yeah, so you I could rob... I if I robbed everyone. Or and not. you do lose honor every time you do it, but I still did it because, like, I'm just here. I so think I tried well. not to do it. I, I don't know. I, I remember, I'm already I remember it being weird where I was like, should I not rob them? I mean, we're trying to rob the train. This yeah. Is what we're doing. And I'm already beating the crap out of people, so, like, Arthur's obviously going to just take more money. Yeah um so yeah you end up robbing it and i love it's just it just feels so real like it feels like this could have happened yeah and like life. all the fancy dressed people yeah all like the fancy screaming and like no one's dying like we're not murdering people it's just like a straight up robbery yeah yeah, yeah. um and it didn't feel like it was like just it, it was quick enough it felt like a good amount of time like it felt so at the end you get to this um you break into like this kind of like it's not safe it just has more expensive stuff in it um and I was trying to loot it as quickly as I could, but John was telling me that, you know, you need to move, you need to, you need to hurry up. And yeah. like, I left one of the cabinets. Oh, really? Because I was worried that it was going to be harder or something like that. And I just, I like to try and play into the game. Like, so if, if they're rushing you, then maybe Arthur would actually skip something. Yeah, I, so I skipped one thing. Because um, I even, I, I pushed along a little bit further and started looting one more thing. And he was really getting antsy. Like saying we need to we need to leave like That's now. Funny. I wonder if I think I probably just went and looted everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just deal with it. And I already have so much money. Like That's true too. I haven't even explained how much money I have. No. So I started with like 250, 260, something like that. I have like five hundred now. Wow. I haven't spent a single dime. That's about one tenth of your bounty, so Yeah, exactly. So I can almost pay off my bounty. But still, you can only buy like two guns with that amount of money, right? It depends what guns. High-end guns, yeah. I could buy any gun in the game, I'm pretty sure. Really? I think even the semi-auto pistol is, like, below 500. It might be, like, 390 or something like might that. You're right. Yeah. Something that's interesting is the the cost of guns 
mm-hmm. and online is like totally different. Like they charge, they charge different prices for each gun, which makes you think that like different guns are better than you thought or mm-hmm. worse than you thought. So I, I, I'd be interested to see what you thought about that too, but obviously not going to play online for a while. Yeah. I'll wait till, I'll wait till play online. But yeah. Um, you rob the, you rob the train and then the cops show up. Yeah. So lawmen. So it's funny. Um, I love how the lawmen pull up, pull up. I keep thinking, I'm acting like they're in cars. <laughs> they, they come up on their horses and there's two of them with like lanterns and Arthur's like, you guys should just leave because there's more of us than there is of you. And then, and then, like, three more show up on the back, and Arthur's like, why did I speak so soon? It's, like, just a little bit of comedy thrown That's in. That's awesome. Um, and then you get into a big gunfight with a bunch of lawmen, which I think if it's a trap, it makes sense that they would have sent this many. It felt like the right amount of people. Mm, okay. Didn't feel insane. It was, like, probably 15 people. It's not like a strawberry incident where you just... No, not, I didn't feel like I was fighting an army. <laughs> yeah. um, and I loved, how, I loved how good, like, the lantern effects looked on all the, the oh, lawmen running beautiful. up. Just... Perfect amount of lighting um, for nighttime. It's like not too dark, but still like it, you can see all the detail and everything. Yeah. But um, so you start gunning them down and you have to get away after, you know, robbing the train. So you just leave and you run on your horse. And this is where I got into the very close situation of where I thought I was going to die. I'm surprised you didn't die in this mission. It's a hard one. It was it, like I said, the first part wasn't hard because I had all my dead eyes. So I used it all to kill like all the, the horsemen who were chasing me, all the lawmen. Um, and then I was losing the wanted thing. You know, you have to get away from the circle and it starts to decrease. Well, it turns out like seven more showed up and they saw me. And this oh, is kind of when I started to panic because <laughs> I didn't have dead eye. And like, I was going like, I was running straight through a forest. Like I wasn't on a trail. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to dodge like trees basically at the same time of trying to shoot these men and my horse was getting shot up. So I'm panicking because <laughs> I noticed the, the, yeah, the life bar on my horse was going down and I was like, oh my God, he's going to die. This is going to be the mission when my horse dies. <laughs> And then John's or uh, Arthur started getting super low on health, and I like, I think I didn't know even that I haven't gotten low enough on health to see how the health system works. But you lose your bar, then the heart starts to go down. Yep, that's how it works. And the heart got to like a quarter. Wow. So like I'm talking like the screen was all you were like almost dead, very close, and I ended up getting away. Um, I was almost 100 percent sure I was gonna die, but I managed. That's awesome. But it was a great gunfight. Um. And have you used health items at all? I use them to increase my like cores, cores, but I don't use them during battle because I'm panicking if I'm getting that low. When you hold, when you bring up the context menu though, does it freeze time and single? It doesn't player? freeze it, but it slows it down drastically. Okay, because I've no, one thing that I've noticed that's a little bit clunky and online is when you want to like eat something or use a uh, potion or something, mm-hmm. you have to like hold the button down and then go over to items and then point at the thing and then release it to use it. But maybe point it and then press left or right, depending on what item you want to use. Mm-hmm. And then by then, like, you're already dead. Yeah. If you're actually trying to use a potion in the middle of combat, potion, whatever you call it. Potion. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was scary. I feel like horse That's right, because you guys just... all, you, you, the gang splits up, right? And it's like, we gotta go. And... Yeah, well, you don't split up. They all run with you. Oh, okay. Um, but even then, it was just, there was such a large amount. And it was already after I used my dead eye, which is like my backup for <laughs> yeah. when I get scared. But I managed to live. Got away from them. Um, it was it was very very uh, stressful mission. Tense. That's for sure. Very tense. But I got away. So after that, you go back to the camp and you're just like, "How are we still here?" Right? Yeah. Honestly, I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." How are? It is funny. Like I, that's one thing where it's like if they just walked <laughs> they into tried this to area, scan the the woods at all, they would just find this right away. Yeah, because they only have one guy sitting outside and he yeah. has a gun, so it already looks sketchy as heck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was the final mission I left off on. 
the heist and i was like this chapter's done right after this no still still more of this chapter somehow after the big heist that was the last mission okay that was it so do you have any closing thoughts what do you think is going to happen next do some do some uh critical prediction here i'm worried that it seems like the gang is getting more desperate to to get enough money to try and go back to where they came from or to like settle down um it seems like more and more characters are getting antsy like Obviously, now that the Pinkertons are involved, Dutch is on, like, he's on red alert, even if he's not trying to show it. Mm-hmm. He has to be, because he's, he's a wanted man. And he's got his family to take care of. Yeah. And same thing with Arthur. Like, he's a wanted man, and he knows it. He's talked to the, the Pinkertons now. Um, Have you noticed anything from Hosea? He, what did he pop up? He popped up for a really short time. Did he show, was he, no, he wasn't there for the, for the heist. I can't remember when he showed up. He didn't, he didn't show up much during these missions. And... I think it might have been when Sean got home. Maybe he talked to him. Okay. I could be wrong, though. I'm not 100% sure. But no, nothing really crazy from Hosea. But when I was so, playing, I know every time, like, Hosea would, like, say something Dutch, and then Dutch would disagree, and be like, oh, crap. Like, this is it. It's starting. The battle of the brain. Because Hosea seems like he's so reasonable. Mm-hmm. So. I love Hosea. He's, like, one of my... I can't wait to see... Oh, man. If he dies. He's really cool. He's like he's like a wise old man. Yeah, and I hope if he dies, man, I'm gonna be really upset. It makes sense if he dies because he's not in Red Dead One. So well, I mean, a lot of them are in Red Dead One. No, I know, but he's like a main character. Most of them, right? I don't know about most. Maybe like half the characters are in Red Dead One. Half who's in Red Dead One? Bill Williamson, Javier Escuela, Dutch, John, Abigail, Jack. I guess. Is that, I guess that really is the, the majority. Maybe I'm just thinking of like the really main characters. Yeah, I don't think anyone else. Oh, Uncle. Uncle is yeah, but he's also. He's such a like a he's such an unimportant character right now. I feel like he hasn't done anything. <laughs> he's just sort of there. Yeah, he's just there because he wasn't Red Dead One. Uncle. Yeah. Hosea is so cool. He's like he's like the the old like Western cowboy. Like yeah, he's, he's he like classy but still scary, mm-hmm. and he's smart too. Like you could see him drinking whiskey at a bar, and then yeah. like three guys walk in, and he handles it somehow. Yeah, he handles it like just by sharpshooting them all. Like, yeah, pulling them. Oh man. Yeah, I, I really like his character a lot. He's a legend. Like I said, if anything bad happens. All right, one more superlative for you. I want, I, want I want to hear the Molly shave of the week. The, oh, you, how I shaved my beard yeah. on the game? Oh, that's so funny. I do it just like I do in real life. No way, really? Yeah. Every single time it starts to get too long over here, I, I, I chop off the, the mutton, whatever they call it, mutton chops. It's like the cheeks. Yeah, the yeah. cheeks. I chop off that and keep this at a two, which is funny because that's how I do <laughs> at it. At a two. And I do that in real life. I, I shave with a two. On my um, on my goatee. I you know, did you notice I'm growing my beard again? I did notice. Not it. really a beard. It's like a goatee, crappy, scraggly thing. Um, but I've been thinking about beards because I I've I want to sort of grow a mustache mm-hmm. just to see like like just, just a mustache just to see if people like think I'm a weirdo. Well, yeah, they have that they have that connotation. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it'd be funny too. Like, yeah, try it out. Have a mustache, whatever. I feel like I can't go back to not having. I used I've only had this for like a year. Um, which if you you wouldn't know what I'm talking about unless you look at the computable um, podcast art, <laughs> podcast which you can actually art, yeah. see what I look like. But um, you haven't said which one you are. You're that's on, true. You're on the right. I am on the right. Yeah. I was going to leave it up to mystery. You have to assume. Although you don't have... You have facial hair in that in that podcast yeah, I art. Yeah, I do. I do. Which you don't have now. Um, no, I have that facial hair now. It's not as long. This is practically... Is it really as long? It's been a while since you had it. It's not really as long, no. I don't but think it's it's, long. it's covering the same area. Yeah, it is covering the same area. But either way, I keep I keep Arthur looking the exact same as me. And anytime it gets too long, I'm like, all right, you gotta keep so, it clean. are you identifying with Arthur? Really? I feel like. I feel like I, I am a little bit. Really? No, not even close. Revan Morgan. <laughs> just, just the facial hair. I feel like... I just like the look of a goatee. There's something about it. 
Goatee, I mean, they're sometimes associated with evil people, like the devil wears a goatee. That's true. Definitively, he does. That's a fact. That's why I said it's true. <laughs> um, so maybe Arthur's evil, and maybe I'm evil, too. Let me go back to the question at the end. That's true. Yeah, maybe I can judge you by your facial hair and say, if you don't have a full beard or you're not clean shaven, then you're you evil. Then you are zero. I love the full beard, though. I'm a big. I, I can't grow guy. one, or else I would. So. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about Arthur. I oh, okay. okay. Grow one. <laughs> no, um, but I think I got to one point where I had Arthur having like the actually the full beard and like, like the 10, long 10? hair. Oh man. And it, it looks gross. It looks so creepy. That's what I mean. I don't like that. Like, but but it's it's sort of like it fits too. Like when you see him being like tough, it's like, oh God. He looks like it makes him look like a modern day biker. Guy. Yeah. Like like a guy I mean I guess that's what he would be in today's yeah, he would. society. Completely. Um I don't know though. Would he Yeah, I totally think he would like if he was gonna try and be something in fit into today's today's society, he would be in like a biker gang out in the West, like kind of in like the desert. That's why I picture him exactly. I was I was listening to a well, it's just the same podcast that I referenced earlier, the Happiness Lab one, and they were talking about how um, we often associate like success in in work and in life with grit and and hard work, which mm-hmm. obviously that's important. But actually, a lot of the um, they talked about resume what was it like resume traits versus eulogy traits where a resume traits something like you work really hard and you're you stay up late to get to meet deadlines mm-hmm. and everything and you're really fastidious whereas a eulogy trait is something like you're compassionate and you're empathetic and you are loyal to people care about people and you're mm-hmm. kind and they were saying that there's two ways to be successful you can be a tough guy mm-hmm. who's just like whatever happens i'm going to do it i don't care about other people i'm going to use people as means to an end and that will get you more successful at a faster rate but compared to someone who is compassionate and empathetic, they have more success over a long-term period because people are more willing, willing to work with them and they gain respect over time. I was going to say, yeah, you build the relationship. Yeah. So if you're burning all your bridges just to get like quick promotions, then maybe you'll do well for like three years, but then all of a sudden Come no, back to no one wants to butt. deal with you. Yeah. Cause you're, you're a jerk. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking, like, which of those people are Arthur Morgan? He can he can be a tough guy when he goes to collect his debts. But really, he's, like, he's kind. He's talking to Jack with compassion. He's kind. You know what? I guess, yeah, if you, if you think of the gang as, like, a workplace setting, like, all these people, these are my coworkers. Yep. He is really nice to all his coworkers. Yeah. And, he doesn't and he's bridges. still productive. And we like, shouldn't say he's really nice to all of them. He, he has ones he specifically picks on, but it's not like to the point of them disliking him. I think that his behavior towards John would get reported to HR. And behavior toward Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill. But no, HR Everyone, would be I, Yeah, Bill. I was going to say HR no, would be like, what? they'll throw it under the table. <laughs> Bill would be HR. He's like Toby <laughs> from The Office. Uh, yeah, no, but that I, all I brought that whole tangent up was was because I think that if you put him in a professional setting, like, he would be a great entrepreneur. He would be. Like, just, just like, working, selling motorcycle parts or yeah. something. Or maybe, like, a mechanic. Like He's just charismatic. But he, I, he can talk to people really well. He's very time and place, too, because if, if he fell under the wing of a Dutch character, in my perspective, like some... Some biker gang leader? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, um... Hell's Angels, like something. The Lost like and Damned? Yeah. Or the Damned, is that what they're called? I don't know. They're called the the, the Lost. They're called the Lost. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um but yeah, I mean that just goes back to the whole if you take someone and put them in a different circumstance, how much do they change? But mm-hmm. I'd hire Arthur Morgan. What a good character. I really like him so far. 
and I feel like I haven't even gotten close to being halfway done. I know that I am roughly almost a quarter done with the game. You know, I, I vaguely remember people being like, oh man, like Red Dead Redemption 2 is out and I'm, I'm having fun, but I just want to play as John. Like, what kind of play as I John? I have not felt the want to do that at all. I really, I really I, like Arthur. Like, people have... Well, you build up the relationship with John and you, you associate Red Dead Redemption with him so much because he's like the image of it. Mm-hmm. So when you come to Arthur, like they had those expectations to contend with and they still managed to live up to them. Like yeah. he's so interesting. But can you like consider how how similar or I guess how different is Arthur from John? In Okay, how about this? Let me, let me ask you a question. When Are you talking about in the current time period of Red Dead Redemption 2? They're very similar, in my opinion, in the fact that they're both gang members trying to get by. Although Arthur, I think, is more a lot more loyal than John is currently. Um, but if you're comparing Red Dead Redemption 2 Arthur, which I mean, he's not in any other game, so it makes sense. But if you're comparing <laughs> Arthur to Red Dead Redemption 1, John, they're, I'd say they're very different people. You think they're very different? I feel like Red Dead... Red, 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 that's... You gotta say same. Red Dead. Red Dead. That's what we agreed on, remember? <laughs> yes, yes. Red Dead 1, John, I think has different ideals. Well, maybe not different ideals, but he's in a completely different scenario than Arthur is in Red Dead 2. I don't know, man. They're fighting for the same thing. They're fighting for their families. I'm trying... I'm, I guess it's because I haven't seen Arthur in, like, a family scenario where... It's just his family. Let's say this. Let's say this. All right. Instead of John and Abigail hooking up or getting married, I'm mm-hmm. guessing they she was pregnant before they were married. I don't. I didn't even know, know they were honestly married. I didn't realize that. I don't remember if they're married. They get married because they're married in Red Dead Redemption One. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Um, maybe they have. Do they have another ceremony in the first game to like make it official? I don't. Remember. I don't remember, man. Anyway, um, like, what if instead it was it was Arthur and Abigail? Then yeah, they'd be very similar characters. <laughs> I mean, That's really not, the only difference. Because think about the variety of the people in the gang, right? Mm-hmm. You have Javier Escuela, he's like a little bit quiet. Well, I guess I guess him and like Charles are the same way, but at least Charles has the Native American background. And then Bill Williamson and Uncle, like they're they're like so extremely different. Mm-hmm. But like John and Arthur, I think, are meant to be analogs. Like you're supposed to look at them as like brothers, really. They, they are. are. They, yeah, no, when you take out, when you think, when you take out, like, the context, they are very similar people, and, like, what they care about. Um, Which is why it's so funny to see them make fun of each other, because yeah. that's, that's, like, true to life, too. Like, you make fun of things that you see in yourself, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. it, and, and Arthur, like, he makes fun of John for being dumb, but Arthur's not, like... He's not the smartest guy, yeah, really. he's not, he's not Hosea, who I feel like is super, super, um... Wise. Wise, yeah, he, he... Seems to make silly decisions. Yeah, and ju- and he has silly, he ha- well, he has the oafishness thing too of like um like oh there's more of us than you and then the more yeah of exactly yeah. yeah like so it's interesting. I mean, did, is it only so good because it just made the same character again? <laughs> but he's not. I don't get the. I get the feeling that I mean, I was a lot younger when I played Red Dead One, but I don't get the feeling that I'm playing like the same game. Obviously, I'm not because it's completely different context. In, in like somehow, Arthur, I feel like they're two different characters. I really do. They are no. I'm not trying to say they're the same. No, I know that, but I I don't feel like they're like I don't feel like oh this is something John would do. Like I don't think about John when I'm playing as Arthur. No, I don't think so either. But I do think that they're very much they're if if you actually sit back and compare them, they're very very similar. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like oh well that's why we we like them both is because they're like the same person. But, the, okay, I know you're disagreeing. I no, know. no, I'm not. I'm not. I just had an idea that popped up. Oh, okay. But, like, 
in some ways, Arthur is warmer than John. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so too, yeah. He's better at communicating and being earnest. I think that's the big distinction because John, when he's... You have missions in Red Dead 1 where you're doing stuff with, with Jack and he can't talk to Jack. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how. Yeah. And Ar- Arthur has that. Like, he somehow maintains his ability to communicate with people. Yeah, he really... I, I noticed he talks to... He talks to that sounds weird. He talks to little kids well. But, like, he, <laughs> he knows how to interact with children in a way that doesn't make them feel, like... Lesser? Lesser, yeah. yeah. Like, he gets to their level. Oh, I hate that when people talk to kids and they're like, oh, you want a, you want a pudding cup? Yeah, yeah, like that. He talks to them like a person, but still maintaining positivity that you want, you know, to, to maintain when you're talking to the kid. You don't want to put him down. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's not like, oh, we're in, we're in for it this time, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pinkertons are on us. <laughs> Um, the one thing I thought of when you were talking is that the reason why I don't think I make the comparison to John is because John is in this game and he's completely different than he was in Red Dead 1. Like, I see John as a character in this game, but I don't think of him as the main character at all. Arthur mm. is the main character of this game. So he's just another guy. He's just another game. character who happened to be in Red Dead 1. Isn't that funny, though? Because leading up to it, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see John. Like, he's yeah. so cool. I love John so much. And now it's just like, Walking by John in the camp. Hey, John. Yeah. Maybe just, not even. Maybe just walk by and like, whatever. Yeah. He's just John and he's not, and he is lesser to the story right now than like Duchess or someone, even like Hosea, I would say he's lesser than. Oh yeah. He hasn't popped up, That he's only popped up in like two missions. Like if you, if you look at it from like, if you just remove Red Dead Redemption from your memory, he's just a minor character. Yeah. He would just be another character who seems to have a problem with loyalty. <laughs> yeah. That's really all he is. Yeah. It's it's crazy how well they managed to not make him such a prominent part right now. Yeah. I mean, he could he could. I feel like he, it's gonna we're gonna get to the end of this game and something major is gonna happen and John's gonna end up being maybe not. I maybe that maybe that's just me expecting it, but end up being like a prominent character. Like do he's you, gonna do rise. Do you have any? How about this? I, I had to make like a short term prediction, but like, what do you think the story arc of this game is? I think you've played it enough now. To, to see where pick up on like touchstones and themes is to to try to articulate uh, anticipate like where the arc will go. I feel like I don't know what the ultimate the ultimate event's going to be that's going to end the game. I have no idea. It could go anywhere, but the penultimate event I feel like I can see is going to be they're going to get in a really bad situation where people are going to start taking deals or something like that. Like someone someone in the gang is gonna is gonna become like a spy, quote unquote. Mm. and end up taking a deal from the Pinkertons and set everyone up. Like, that makes sense to me. Interesting. And that that would make sense because of the offer that they made to Arthur. Why wouldn't they make that to other people? Yeah, like, imagine Kieran getting made that offer. Someone who doesn't have too much connection. Who, yeah, that's right. Let's do this right now. All right. Who's who's the rat? Who's right? the rat in this situation? Right now. Who We got Dutch, we got Arthur, Hosea, Micah, Javier, Sadie... Pearson. Have you seen Sadie much, by the way? I don't think so. She's probably... She's been there, but I don't Charles, know. Bill... You haven't seen Josiah Trelawney, Uncle Lenny. How do you feel about Lenny? Lenny, honestly, I like. I love. I liked his character. Lenny, Lenny. I liked his character in that in that one mission. But other than that, I haven't really spoken to him since then. Nothing crazy's happened. Right now, the rats that the the most possible rats are definitely Kieran and maybe like Pearson. Pearson. Someone like someone in on the deep, but like who's not a part of like committing crimes. More like low key, like behind the scenes. Of the yeah, person. or one of the women. Oh, I see. Not not um not Susan though. Is that her name? Susan. Yeah, not Susan. She seems like way too deep into the gang. She's hardcore. I yeah. like Susan. I like Susan a lot. She's she, like the only one that sticks out to me. She. 
<laughs> which is awful. But I, I but none I other, think you should talk to them. I think because you haven't had any conversation with them. I feel like Susan's the only one that ever says hi to me, and like I actually interact. No, with but them. if you walk, have you walked around camp at all? I usually only go to camp to shave, to, to go <laughs> to go to sleep and yeah, like deposit things. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have to. You talk. did find out how to deposit things though. Yeah, I did. Let's figure that out. So you're putting Pearson up there, huh? Pearson, I feel like he is. He just cooks. That's all he does. He hasn't done anything else in the beginning of the game. You got to talk to these women. They're they are characters and they're very cool. All right, hold on. Don't make me sound like <laughs> you're like. Oh, I haven't talked to any of the women. <laughs> <laughs> they're not ribs. The I, don't, only, I, don't, I don't remember the names. only thing they've done in the game is the being in that one mission and sing. Like that's the only interaction. Oh, the campfire the, thing? Not even campfire when they're on the back and you're going to Valentine for the first time. Oh yeah, but that's the only thing. I mean, do you, do you see like like Molly talking to Dutch at all? I do, but I don't think I stick around enough to hear Just their conversation. to their conversations. Man. I'll have to sit around. I do hear Susan talk a lot though. I feel like that's why she sticks out to me. She really is like, and I love the fact that she's like she's very adamant. Like she, she tells people how it she's is. She's tough. Yeah, yeah, she's very tough. She's she's like the the glue of the gang, really. Because I'm like, where would they be? Who if she wasn't there, who would be like taking out the reins and telling people how to set up camp? It'd be like Dutch, but Dutch isn't gonna be that person. Yeah, he's too busy. Yeah. So Susan, Susan's cool. I I I really hope some cool storyline happens with her where she gets more involved. I feel like she's important enough to get a, a nice little arc. Yeah. I mean, do you do you th- do you think it's practical for each of these characters to have their own arc? No. I don't think it's practical at yeah. all. For I feel like even Kieran has already had his arc. Like he doesn't need to be become anything bigger. He could just be someone on the sidelines. Like it's just cool to have somebody join the gang and then end up fighting for the gang. That's it. That's it. Um, the I mean the women who haven't done anything since the game started. <laughs> like if they just in the background for the rest of the game, I'm not going to question. Listen, it. they helped set up the camp. They scouted out and figured out that you can rob the bank and. Um, Valentine. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. They, that was the main thing they did. Which you, was yeah, they robbed people in Valentine and scammed them. Mm. Can't say they haven't done anything. All right, Brevin. With that, uh, do you have? I don't know. You want want to end on anything else? We've been going for a while, right? We've been going. Yeah, we've been going, 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 gone. It's just even though I didn't, I don't feel like I did many like crazy story related missions, and I was thinking this episode wasn't going to go on for that long, which it didn't go on as long as the last episode. There's still so much to talk about in this game. I gotta keep talking. It's really crazy. It's because there's always something else to consider. And these missions, they really weren't, I mean, the train robbery, sure, but they're not like super dramatic turns of events. No. Um, which I think is what this game does so beautifully, is it it sets up these, this story where not every mission is like an episode of a TV show, mm-hmm. where it's its own um, in, encapsulated arc. Like, it's just, they do something else, and they do something else. But each of them add up a little bit to this overall arc and momentum mm. and you just become closer and closer to your game what like what other game has done that just to just to say all right we're just going to be really slow with our story you're going to get to know every single one of the characters really intimately and you know what this mission you just go on fishing with a kid and that's all you do that's the whole mission i feel like that's well i shouldn't say i feel like i feel the only games that i've played and had a similar type of feel is like gta 4 I specifically get that feeling because there's a lot of missions that are really slow in that game. There's a couple. I, I remember like driving around in the car with um, the Irish guy. Oh, Packy. Packy. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I love Packy. So they all the Irish characters are just awesome. I love that whole family, the McCurry family in that game. They're yeah, great. yeah. I just remember like driving to their house and just like hanging out a little bit, or mm-hmm. just in Brucey's garage. I always hated Brucey. He's so annoying. Brucey, we're supposed to hate him. Yeah, that's I know. the type I of do, character. I do he know is. that, but it's like, why? Why are they hanging out here? Like he's such a yeah. Anyway, Rockstar man. We, we got to we got to end it talking about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Gosh darn it. All right, Brevin.
Good luck. I hope you play more than six hours this week. I don't know, man. I really like this podcast. I don't want to end it too quick. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> ah, all right. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brevin. Uh, email us at reddeadcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. This is Red Dead Reflection. I forgot the name of the show. I can't do that. <laughs> Red Dead Reflection. Red Dead Reflection. Signing off. Signing off.